0: Welcome to the Being the Change podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Vanderveer, here with Isabel Kiyosayan. We are the founders of Meditation Without Borders, and today we are speaking on the subject of loneliness.
1: Loneliness! <laughs> I'm alone. Naturally. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's what you were I don't know thinking, if that's but... a song, but... <laughs>
2: Myself. <laughs> All right.
0: Now that we've lost half our audience, <laughs> um, this topic came to Izzy because you had a something interesting about the Spanish language, right?
1: Yes. Um, so I, I wrote my newsletter about this, but I really wanted to talk more about just more about it because I thought it was so interesting. The word for loneliness. And solitude in Spanish is the same word. So there's no real distinction um, in that. And I thought that was so interesting because you know, language is one of the ways in which we express ourselves. And to not have that difference on loneliness and solitude was mind-blowing for me because they're two entirely different things. And um, and I just want to talk about the difference.
0: Well, first we'll define the difference. You know, the difference is solitude is just being, you know, being on your own and loneliness is feeling on your own. Um, and what's interesting about it is, is you can be lonely in a group of people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Which is for choose. me, the worst type of loneliness. <laughs> the worst
0: kind of loneliness. Because you have the contrast there.
1: Yeah. No connection. And
0: then, and then you've got, you know, you can be in solitude, but not feel alone. hmm so they're very different experiences. Um, and you know, for some people they get them confused, apparently the entire Spanish-speaking world.
1: <laughs> it shouldn't be a laughing matter, but we've gotten in so, so wrong because we we tend to feel like I mean, loneliness, you know, completely negative. And if we don't have a word for solitude, solitude doesn't necessarily have to be negative. We can you know, enjoy our time in solitude. Sometimes it's even necessary. Um, but if we don't have a word for it, then we might not understand um, how important it is to sometimes be in solitude.
0: It's amazing. Our teacher, Tom Knowles, used to tell the story of when he would teach in prisons. And um, and he, as to help the prisoners feel like they could trust him, he had himself locked in solitary confinement. Um and he said it was the most amazing time. <laughs> it was blessed, blessed solitude. You know, he, like, he's being bugged by, you know, students and people like constantly pulling on his attention. And he got to just go within and feel that field. And, you know, depending on your state of consciousness, the higher your state of consciousness, the greater capacity you have to feel uh, not alone when you're alone. Because you exactly. you're, yourself is no longer bound by just the wave of the self, your little individual body, but your self goes everywhere. It is Mm -hmm. everywhere. And how this is experienced is by, it doesn't feel like you're alone anymore, even when you can, you know, isn't there some quote about, you know, the world's problems are caused by the fact that man cannot sit alone with himself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If it's not a quote, it should be one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like when, when we meditate, our practice is a practice of solitude in the sense that we do it alone. Even if we do it in a group setting or we have a group meditation, it's a practice where we go within. And mm-hmm. so nobody can go within with us. So, yeah. you know, we go within, we have our, our practice of solitude, but it, it opens the door yeah. to connection.
0: Exactly. It's interesting. It is a paradox. That, that in order to experience that oneness with everything and that connection to everything, you have to be able to go inward
2: mm-hmm. by
0: yourself and, and learn to be with yourself. I think uh, cell phones and things have made it even worse where people just cannot, you know, the moment they're, they're sitting on their own, they have to be distracted. Yeah. Because the feeling of themselves, their, their body that's so full of stress is so uncomfortable that without distraction even for five minutes they're scanning around looking for something to relieve them from whatever it is wherever they are yeah the dentists are on the bus it's like oh i can't just sit here with myself
2: Mm -hmm.
1: even like i've seen people and it's not like oh i don't do it i I, i've done this myself i may be having lunch with somebody and they go to the bathroom and i immediately pick up my phone yeah it's like oh okay i'm alone (laughs)
0: Yeah. I, I have to say I'm guilty of this too, even though I meditate, but you know, I, if, if for some reason I am without my phone, I do feel okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah. 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 And and I think there, you know, um, just talking on the subject of, of loneliness, it's, it's so real. And I was talking to my friend today about, um, like post COVID, what's, what's happened to the world and what I've been seeing in a lot of, uh, you know, the meditation community. And, um, a lot of what I've been seeing is that a lot of meditators start to feel very lonely because they, they feel disconnected to the people they used to feel connected to. Mm,
0: That's true. That's a good point. But the same with my students as well.
1: So, yeah, they, because they used to have, you know, these points in common you know, and maybe going out and maybe drinking and maybe partying or, and, you know, when medit and a lot of these things can be fun, but a lot of them come from, you know, having to distract ourselves from our stress. And that's when right. we get a little into trouble. And so when you start to meditate, you start to release that stress. A lot of those, you know, the, those things kind of fall off through your life. And so a lot of meditators complain that they no longer can get along with a lot of their friends or their, you know, in their relationships. And they start (laughs) to feel very, very lonely. And that's kind of like when the, you know, the importance of our community comes in, like you, you, you're, you're not alone, but you know, we have to get, get past it because being feeling lonely is where you no longer feel connected.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I, I talk to my students about this who, who have that same question and I describe it as uh, visually as, you know, like a swimming pool, like you're at a pool party and almost everybody's up at the surface and it's really busy and it's loud and there's lots of people, you know, splashing around. And then when you start going deeper and you go under the surface, there's just a few people swimming under there.
2: You know? mm-hmm.
0: But when you find, and then you find someone like at your level there might be just a couple down there, but when you do see them, the connection is so much. The unity points are so much deeper. Mm-hmm. It's you're no longer connecting on like, oh, you like cosmopolitan cocktails, so do I. You know, <laughs> or like you know, like you're really hot, so am I. Let's go out. You know, um, it's more about like, wow, we're connecting on a unity point of like how we value, you know, um, other people and you know a sense of adventure like these deeper points so there might be fewer people but the connections are stronger Mm -hmm. there's a, a, a deeper sense of unity and you're also able to see unity in others that you wouldn't normally see so you know a lot of people might have these big groups of friends of all like copycats of themselves on the surface but if there's someone politically that they don't align with or from another culture they might not recognize them as self. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas someone in a higher state of consciousness will see you know you can see unity points with just about anybody. Um and they always look for that. Even someone who's a very troubled person, they can look for their highest qualities and find that unity there. So it's it's yes it, it is true and it's like both. You find it's unity like with more people different but, stages. Right. It's it's a mm-hmm. different process and if you get to that point where you're so enlightened that nobody's you're like at the bottom of the pool
1: (laughs) (laughs) get relative get relative
0: (laughs) well then you know there's there's um it's not just with other human beings that we connect Mm -hmm. you know I, i think about all the yogis off in the forests in india you know who spend decades on their own they're not lonely Mm -hmm. They, they they're able to find reciprocation in nature wherever they go. Mm -hmm. So they're having that commute, communing, there's communication happening. It's just on a different level and it's with nature itself and not just the human beings of nature.
1: Exactly. And um, yeah, you touch on so many important points. And the first one that I wanted to touch on was there, there will be a point where you can feel lonely in your practice but it's kind of a rite of passage yeah that's true you kind of have to push through it yeah Yeah, that you you, because the pointer of our practice is not to make us feel alone or feel superior to other um to other beings like oh i'm a meditator and you know i don't get along with people who drink like like that's that's not what what we want to do at all that there is a point where we feel disconnected from people we used to feel connected with just because we don't share the same values that once upon a time we could have shared but once you kind of get through that it's like the first little openings of you know growing in consciousness but once you grow enough in consciousness you'll see that you can now relate to everyone again you know you, you that connection grows a, so much stronger so you can go back and get along with people who maybe you got got along with before pre-meditation then you get along with them again because you can find those unity points with absolutely everyone and so you have to get kind of through that little like lonely phase which is you know what our teacher told us um about Maharishi telling us when when Tom was like I feel alone he was like oh you mean all one yeah all one that's right, all one Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, you, once you get through that, you feel connected and just, you know, going back to the point and that connection is not just with humans. It, you, you absolutely start to feel connected in nature with, you know, all beings. And that's when, even if you enter into that solitude moment, you mm-hmm. don't feel lonely.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. Cause I, I think it seems to line up with moving from cosmic consciousness into higher states of consciousness. Mm -hmm. You know, for those who don't know that the first stages of enlightenment is something called cosmic consciousness. Cosmic, not as in planets and stars, but like all inclusive. Mm -hmm. So it means you first hit all one. You feel, you know, like you're all one. So it feels lonely because you're not yet, you're feeling that oneness within, but you're not yet seeing it in the outside. Mm -hmm. And then you push through that you know, expand some more. And then suddenly you feel like you're always with that. It's everywhere. Mm -hmm. And and there's no feeling of loneliness because it's just, it's buzzing around you at all times. And you feel it within all this, all this play and display of consciousness and you're, you're part of it. Um, But yeah, but it is that, that I think that's the CC cosmic consciousness thing where you get to that point where you're like, wow, I have nothing in common with any of these people and I don't feel superior, but I don't feel a part of it anymore. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: CC blues,
0: CC blues. Exactly. (laughs) It must be part of the CC blues. And, you know, it can be, you know, even harder to find someone to date, you know, much less a friendship, you know, finding a relationship. We should start a Vedic meditation dating site. (laughs) Seriously. It's, yeah. Should, you I need
1: recommendations from your friendly initiator um, mm-hmm. from your exes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I actually get that. I get
0: students be like, do you know like they're looking for the community because they're like, I can't find anybody to go out with. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like people want to talk about sports and they're like, I, you know, I want to talk about consciousness. <laughs> can't find anyone. <laughs> but um but it gets it can get tricky when when really you're looking for that those that deeper connection and I I don't know when I was younger I remember you know I dated a lot of people and feeling like (laughs) I always was looking for something deeper and like sometimes I thought I would find it in someone and I'm like oh they're deep but they're just not showing me (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then after a while I'd be like no
1: no they're just not (laughs) (laughs) I thought they were but they they are not
0: but it wasn't it just relationships. I, I feel like I had people around me all the time, but I was looking for something, something deeper—not just in my romantic relationships, but just in everything in my yeah. in my life. I wanted to live on that. I wanted to be in the in the deeper part of the pool mm-hmm. in everything, and there are people there.
1: We're yeah. there. we're <laughs> hanging <out. laughs> we're hanging there, um, <laughs> and we obviously, you know, the you know the more things and have in having com- in common with somebody, the more you'll connect, you know, the more you right. points, but we don't want to connect merely with those, you know, we want to start mm. connecting with, with everybody because, you know, everybody has a relevance. Everybody has uh, a reason or all reasons to be here. So right. you want to extend that. And I think that's why, you know, our practice is so important because it is that kind of like tunnel you go through, Yeah, uh, you know, you yeah. <laughs> go through that solitary tunnel and then open up into, pure connection with everything even though you might be physically alone you know I was reading on this subject and I was reading like and you know you, you'll you probably understand this because you're an artist you're a writer and you're an know, artist and other things as well and so a lot of artists need moments of solitude to create their art mm-hmm.
2: and
1: that's where they feel a lot of connection you know with you know the uh, absolute with the universe with you know whatever we want to call it but those moments of solitude are the moments of of deeper connection, where they're able to create their art.
0: It's it's interesting. I was just thinking as you're speaking about how, as you grow in consciousness, your ability to find things unity points grows.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: I think about when I was in the early stages of my relationship. Um, my partner is he's he's got a temper. Um, everybody who knows him knows this. <laughs> and i don't i i when i go off balance i i don't get um i don't get angry i get depressed Mm -hmm. so in the beginning when he would get angry i felt lonely because it was like i don't know what this is this is not me this is something i don't understand um but as i meditated more and i started to change and expand inside i started to recognize that as something he couldn't control and. I thought, wow, that's like my depression. Mm-hmm. So when he's going through that, it's like when I'm going through depression, I can't control it. I act in ways that I wouldn't normally act. And so suddenly this thing that seemed so foreign to me was suddenly like, oh, I get it. I, and then I felt compassion. I felt one, it was like a unity moment. Mm -hmm. So now, not all the time, sometimes it's when (laughs) when it gets crazy, but it's like, I I can see it. It's like, oh, I feel, I feel compassion. I know this is something that is like, he's under stress. And so now what you used to push away is now a unity point.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And I had a similar experience with one of my friends. We were um, talking about uh, Mm -hmm. some situations she's going through and um it was something that we could have just just you know criticized and it was like no she's hurting yeah this is where it's coming from like let's connect through that mm-hmm. like we've all been through you know something that's that's hurting and so I know if we wouldn't if we wouldn't have the tools to understand that she would have felt very lonely yeah because I'm sure Ben in this instance also felt you know alone not understood but if we if we kind of tackle where it's coming from, we can all connect. We've all gone through heavy stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you can. I mean, those are the moments when you need to find unity the most mm-hmm. is when someone is is flailing. When people are flailing, it's they're, they're under stress. Stress makes us feel incredibly alone. Mm-hmm. Stress pushes us into the wave of self, into that, into that isolated consciousness. And that's part of what causes the fear you know, fear is a, is a sense of otherness that things are other, you know, the fears, it, that's how we have fear. It's like something is other than me. And so I'm afraid of it when we have conscious, you know, when our extended self extends to everything, nothing is other. So nothing is, makes you afraid. Um, but, but when someone is, is going through something hard and you can see that they're, they're starting to act very irrelevantly, they're feeling very alone. Mm-hmm. So you can counter that by finding that unity somehow and usually it's just you don't it doesn't even require words it it's more of an energy i think yeah just be just holding that space with someone and and being there for them in a way that makes them see see be feel seen mm-hmm. you know loneliness is this feeling of being alone and separate i think is the root of a lot of the damage us humans are doing to each other (laughs) and the planet um because when you feel separate from your extended self which is other people and everything else um you can hurt it Mm -hmm. you know it, it requires the othering to hurt something um so if we could feel less alone and which requires us to feel unity with everything else it makes you incapable of hurting something
1: yeah, because you would hurt yourself.
0: Exactly. We <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you think of those who, you know, when people just think of the level of loneliness when people actually do self sabotage.
1: That's just you know? what I was thinking. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> one consciousness here. <laughs> it's the second time that's happened to us today. So right that's up. why. <laughs> We're
0: so in unity. <laughs> We're at the bottom of the pool together. Exactly. Mid-level. I don't know, somewhere in there. With our totally bottom.
1: (laughs) In matching bikinis. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) But um yeah, like they they even feel so disconnected from themselves. Right. That that they have to, you know. I don't know, cut themselves or, you know, any form of, of that just to kind of feel in some way alive or stop feeling numb or, you know, whatever the reason, the reason that is. And so that's how powerful meditation is and can be. It's when you start to feel the connection with yourself, when you start to feel okay with being in solitude, feel okay with, you know, your practice, your, your eye is no longer I in my body, it starts to expand. And that's when these things start to fall and you start to really develop a lot of, a lot of empathy. So, you know, I've been there myself. I I've felt lonely with other people. I felt lonely even in solitude and meditation is what has, you know, saved my life over and over again.
0: Yeah, it lets you go to that all one, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you don't feel alone. <sighs> Everything seems to be a paradox when we start talking about it, but it's true. It's, it's you have to go to that place, um, and then you bring it everywhere. You know, you become a point of contact. We were just talking about Dharma earlier, mm-hmm. and Dharma as the definition being universality moving through your individual sequence to the other individual sequences in nature. So you become this portal with which that field, that field of fulfillment can reach other people. Mm -hmm. And so in a sense, you know, rather than extracting from others, you're, you're always giving to others. And from that state of consciousness, nothing, there's no bad or good situation, they're all just opportunities for positive interaction for, mm-hmm. for this upliftment to happen. Um, and then, and then mm-hmm. just by being with someone, you keep them from feeling alone, you know, your, just your presence, your being someone being in your event horizon will, will uplift them,
2: mm-hmm. you know?
0: it'll just it'll be you become that point of contact that dharma you're living in dharma living mm-hmm. in contact with that field for the benefit of everyone you come in contact with yeah you know, the the consciousness of the of creation is evens itself out it, it's um you know we we are able to uplift others keep keep the world from feeling lonely (laughs) yeah it's kind of sweet if you think about it it's like i imagine like a childhood game where it's like everyone's you know i remember as a kid playing this game where it's like a tag game but like you you everyone's running around and then when you reach someone you grab their hand and then that group has to tag the other people so it's like that it's like you know this whole creation is trying to find all the loneliness pockets and and make them feel less alone (laughs) remind them Because it's a recognition, we're already not alone.
2: Yeah,
1: it's 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 a feeling. Yeah, it's and also, um, you know what? What I've found, and I think you've you found it yourself when when you went um, through what you went this year. If you would have kept it to yourself, no, and not shared uh, the experience, I'm sure it would have been a lot more lonely you know, just, you know, going through yourself through this, you know, I know with Ben and the girls, but in Adrian, of course, but going through some stuff alone, just because we think that nobody will understand. We also kind of make might push people away thinking that they're not in the state of conscious to understand, or that, you know, mm-hmm. we're not worthy of that. But when we open up and actually allow ourselves to talk and be vulnerable, like this is what happened. There's like this out pouring of love of people who who, like I've been through this too like let's walk through this together let's share this experience and you know as you were saying how does this you know bad experience help me uplift others and that's you know what you've been doing
0: yeah what Izzy is referring to is my um experience of losing the baby this summer um And yeah, there were definitely feelings of loneliness that happened after that, but it did very quickly turn into this feeling of being part of a club that nobody wants to be part of, but is made up of the bravest, most beautiful women and men um, you can imagine. And it, it was this unity experience through the difficulty, there was a unity experience of, you know, people coming to me and me discovering friends I had known for years who had gone through something similar. And, um, and yeah, like we get to, if we open up, we can go through these things together because it, there's nothing under the sun that we're experiencing on our own. Mm -hmm. And no matter what you think you're going through, you think that you're the only one there's somebody else Many somebody else says, <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know, with somebody else, somebody, else, many others, <laughs> yeah, who are going through the same thing. That's why I love memes, you know, silly, stupid little memes. <laughs> They're the best because it's like these little nuggets of like things I've thought and things I, you know, these little relatability points. Yeah,
1: know? it's like somebody's going through the exact same thing. How did they know? Right. Like there's there's
0: one recently about like you know somebody who spent lots of money on their clothes and really just goes through the same 26 yoga pants, and, like, <laughs> rotates them. I'm like, yes, I get that. That's me. Do I, do I take the ones that have faded or the ones with all the holes? I don't know <laughs> what i gonna wear today.
1: And that's so. also the power of of comedy, you know. Also, yeah, I'm very into standup comedy and. um, When I'm not listening to, you know, Vedic podcasts, I'm listening to stand-up comedy podcasts, you know, like comedians being interviewed and stuff like that. And I feel like they're very Vedic because what they do is they observe life. They observe the patterns of things that we do and they tell it in such a way that it makes us not feel alone. And that's, you know, that's what it's so funny because the very human aspects of our consciousness, that's what they put into play. And you're like, yes, that's exactly what I'm going through. And it's so funny and it's so relatable. And, you know, the, the simple act of, you know, laughing. Yeah. Either with, you know, a crowd or it, it's just so much unity in there.
0: I think that's why, you know, so many comedians have these tragic ends to them. Mm-hmm. And it's always so heartbreaking because here are these, these outlets, these people who are like, their job is to make these. These moments of connection with people mm-hmm. and yet inside they're so alone yeah you know? um because you know they have that incredible intelligence but it takes you know <laughs> it takes it takes the experience of unity that we experience in meditation to really feel grounded over and over again
2: mm-hmm.
1: um I-, I think what also happens is when that this is what happens to me when i or it's like when you see a movie, like you feel a little less alone when a character is going through what you're going through. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was thinking another, another way that I find meditation keeps you from feeling alone is it makes things seem less random. Mm -hmm. Like it seems like things are no longer happening to you anymore. You know, sometimes when something happens to us, it's like, why, how did this happen? I feel like, you know, the, the, universe is random and nothing makes any sense and it's all just this kind of sequence of things that are in play that you know it's all random randomness it's nothing no meaning yeah and when we meditate the more we meditate and experience everything as extended self it feels like just one big thing moving forward as opposed to all these di- disjointed pieces and so when something happens it doesn't feel meaningless which, in a way, that that meaning that with that that meaning that comes with that feeling of oneness keeps you from feeling lonely, and that just these things are just happening to you.
2: Oh,
1: Jay grew dead to that. <laughs> but yeah, we should because, get stickers. Yeah, Jay grew dead to that. Um, Jay- because you, you feel supported by the universe. So that makes you feel a lot less alone because yeah, it's not just random things that are happening. And, you know, I had a student, she was telling me this weekend that, you know, uh, when COVID started, she gained like 20 kilos, which is maybe like 45 pounds. pounds. Yeah. Yeah. And so she was like, and she's, very she is she was already a meditator at this point and she was like "Mm, why did i gain so much weight like i didn't really (laughs) change anything in my life and she was like there's something coming like there there's a purpose to this and that got her into learning about ayurveda and so Mm. she's now studying to become a, uh, you know, a Vaidya, you know, now you're baiting. Oh, wow. That's and
2: amazing. So,
1: yeah. And so she was like, yeah, I knew there was a purpose. This just wasn't like a random act of me, just gaining weight and <laughs> so alone. So that that's a little, what's happening all the time. You, when you know that, you know, there's something that's happening for all reasons and that you're a part of it, right. You kind of just let go and enjoy and know that whatever needs to happen is going to happen.
0: Right. It's like, you know, it might not be what you expect or what you preferred, but it's, it is going to be, especially if it's hard, it's going to be an upgrade.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: anytime you go through something really massively hard, you have a big transformation mm-hmm. um, or it's, you know, it might just be something small that you didn't expect, but then it, you can get into that curiosity frame mm-hmm. of mind where like, oh, I wonder, that's not what I thought was going to happen. I wonder what really is going on? What is my extended self? What does it really have in store? <laughs>
1: I don't know.: Yeah.
0: It could be interesting. Um, and you know, and like, how can I be that outlet through this new situation? Mm-hmm. How can I demonstrate my state of consciousness to help others? Um, yeah. It, it that that really does cuts down on that that feeling of being. I'm trying to think of the last time I felt really really lonely. I don't know. It's 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 become so foreign to me that I don't even. I'm having trouble even remembering. Yeah, yeah. You know? But I know I, I know I felt it a lot, especially yeah. <laughs> especially back in some former relationships.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that as I was saying, I think that that's the worst. Yeah. But, you know, at this point in my life, <laughs> I'm I, I'm with people a lot um, when I'm teaching and stuff, but when I'm, when I'm alone, it just, I, I can be in solitude, but I still feel so deeply connected. So mm. the loneliness is, is gone.
0: <laughs> I'm never alone. <laughs> I'm never in solitude. I should say, I always have a child or five child child's <laughs> children, <laughs> like, you know, co- COVID forced solitude on a lot of people. Yeah. For some like me, it was the opposite. Suddenly I was with my kids all the time, but Mm -hmm. for a lot of people it forced that solitude. And by forcing the solitude, it helped them to, like they had to go inward. It was so uncomfortable that they had to find meditation or find a practice that helped them go inward to relieve the pressure of the stress in their bodies that was making that solitude so Mm -hmm. uncomfortable. It also revealed to them a lot of irrelevancy. You know, Suddenly they were forced to be with their partners and realize like is this relevant or isn't it do i feel alone with this person or not
1: yeah without the distractions of everyday life right you know we were forced to really see um and yeah everything that was no longer relevant just kind of went away (laughs) and um and yeah, and the, I think that the true task is to turn that loneliness into in solitude. Mm-hmm. I mean, to not, to feel that, to, to take that disconnection and make it into connection, because that's all there is.
0: I think also we, we should touch on relationships and how the common ideas people have around them is that relationships provide fulfillment. Mm. And when we see relationships as something that we, that we are supplying the fulfillment to, um, then there's no loneliness. Like mm-hmm. even, if, even if your partner is no longer um, providing attention, is no longer sacrificing any preferences, you know, it's, it's just a matter of, oh, okay, well, this, this, I'm not giving this per- going to give this person my fulfillment anymore. Yeah. But when we see it as an extraction, then we can feel alone because if that person is not giving us what it is we're trying to take from them, then suddenly we feel lonely. The, the, the key to finding a good relationship and one in which doesn't have loneliness is actually you start with yourself. It's not you need more from someone else.
2: Yeah.
1: And that's why, um, you know, our teacher always says, and, and I, I loved it the first time I heard it, and you're only going to be fulfilled in a relationship and this is applies to everything, you know, a job or whatever, but right. you're only going to be fulfilled to the extent that you're already fulfilled. Right. So, exactly. you know, at the beginning, you know, you get the high, yeah, <laughs> like everything's amazing. And I remember a friend saying um, like, this was way before I was an initiator and uh, he was saying like, you know, I don't need to go to therapy anymore. Cause I have a girlfriend now. And you know, it solves all my problems. So I was <laughs> okay, let's wait and see how that goes. <laughs> that's some, that's some interesting research. Like, okay, we'll just wait and see how that plays out. I'll, I'll see you in a couple months. <laughs> exactly. And so once that kind of high, um, kind of levels itself, um, it, nothing will ever fulfill you. It only fulfills to the extent that you're already fulfilled. And so, um, when we try to give it that energy to make us fulfilled. And obviously it can't because fulfillment has to come from the inside. We start to kind of drain that energy. And that's Mm -hmm. when we start to feel lonely. And when we expect somebody else to give that to us and they never will, because it's just impossible. We can have unity points and shared experience, but that fulfillment has to come from inside.
0: And so you know, I've been asked before, like, well, what's the point of relationships? You know, if you're finding all this fulfillment inside, then why even bother? Mm -hmm. Um, and it's because it stirs the bliss, you know, Mm -hmm. if you've ever been in a bathtub and it's like really still, you can't really feel the temperature and then suddenly you move and then you can feel it so we can be fulfilled. And then when we get in a relationship to the extent that we're fulfilled, we feel happy because we're, we're moving our own fulfillment by, by giving it, Yeah, we can feel it. It's like, it, it lets us experience what we already have. And so that's why even someone who's a meditator really likes being in a relationship, you know, Mm -hmm. really enjoys it when, and then they, you, you, it's an exchange of attention. It's an exchange of Soma. Mm -hmm. So you give it and then you receive it. And that is just, it's stirring it. It's like a stirring happening. And so you both get to enjoy your own fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, when, when it's an extraction, then it's two people with two empty bags asking for, you know, the other to fill it up.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then there's these expectations that aren't met and um and very which cause stress. <laughs> and like that that that's a pattern for for um unhappiness. And that's how you see people who go from seemingly being in love to hating the other person very quickly.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's because they feel like that they what they expected was not met, that
2: mm-hmm. they didn't
0: get out of it what they thought they were going to get out of it. Someone who's fulfilled when they break up with someone doesn't hate the person it's you know it, people who are fulfilled can break up with one another but it's because they are um it's no longer relevant for them to be together mm-hmm. so they transform the relationship into something that's more relevant and still have love and respect for one another mm-hmm. so yeah we kind of dovetailed into relationships a little bit but
1: <laughs> which is i think everybody's favorite subject yeah, exactly let's talk about relationships and, um, and yeah, I think, I think that's a super, super important point. Um, and, and we want to, you know, share, you know, as you were saying, steer sure. the bliss, share our experience, have shared experiences, you know, have an outlet for, you know, this inner contentment, this inner bliss, um, and, you know, we don't need loving, you know, necessarily a partner, but we do want to, and, you know, sometimes we do want that, you know, whatever is relevant for a certain person at a certain point in their, in their life. But we want to, you know, have an outlet for that love, for that bliss, even if it's, you know, with your students or with your children or with your friends or whoever, but it's important to have that shared experience so that you can continue to stir that bliss mm-hmm. and share that with somebody.
0: Yeah. And be that point of contact, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. be, be Dharma. You know, it's, it's a waste to be fulfilled and just sit on your own, not sharing it. Yeah, <laughs> You want to put it into action. Um, we want to be uplifting, not just those we meet at the coffee shop, but the people in close to us in life too.
1: Yeah. And that's something, you know, we, we, we started talking about how a lot of meditators feel alone, but also a lot of meditators, um, once they kind of get through that, they start to feel uh, overwhelmed by how many people want to be around them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's just you, Izzy. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's knocking down my door.
2: <laughs> they I'm are.
0: I'm kidding. <laughs> That's true. You're very popular. You're one of the popular kids. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> but that, I think that's why Tom, you know, is like dear blessed solitude, the only blessed things there is, because or like people who you barely met just mm-hmm. kind of throw themselves at you with all these deep secrets.
2: <laughs> that does like, happen.
1: Yeah. And you're like, okay, uh, thank you for that. And it's because you're that point of contact. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> and so they never feel lonely when they're with you.
0: <laughs> that is true. And uh uh, I don't know. It, being a mom, especially the idea of solitude is so like mm-hmm. I. Even if I get the bathroom to myself, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of taking a, like a, a a plane flight on my own, and like I'm like, oh, please let it be delayed, please let it be delayed, <laughs> so I can sit and read my book in peace. You know, it's been a long time since I've flown on my own, but the few times I have in recent years, it's just been absolute bliss
1: <laughs> but I'm sure that if you were in a meditator that would be a lonely time a lot of people feel lonely in airports yeah they do you know there's so much movement and um and so it all comes from the inner just because you're so established yourself in that space you enjoy those moments of solitude so much
0: and there's no more waiting
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know people to dread the idea of waiting. Like, imagine your flight is delayed three hours. Like, oh my god, might as well just slip my wrist right now because <laughs> I have to wait three whole hours to even get on my flight. Mm-hmm. But it's not waiting when you're a meditator because you're you wherever you are, you are. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like there's no waiting for some other experience that you wish you were having. Yeah, and so it's and you can sit on your own and be fine. It's like okay, I'm just here, and in six hours I'll be there,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I'm not waiting for for this relief from this experience I'm having right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, you don't need to feel relieved of it, distracted from it. You can be. I mean, think about how much money people spend in distraction, how much shopping they do, how much how much food they eat. You know, all to distract from the you know the experience they're having right now,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and so much suffering comes from that, from that resistance of just being in whatever you're experiencing in the moment. Yeah. But I understand it. I understand when, when you feel stressed, it's like, it's like sitting in acid.
1: It's <laughs> that's exactly what it is.
0: <laughs> it's it's there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing to feel guilty about it. It, it just
1: is. It's awful. And you, you should- can't wait for time to pass. Cause you know, right. time is what will eventually kind of heal you, but right. time goes so slow. And that's, I mean, I know I'll get into a whole other subject, but time that's when you realize time is relative. Yes, <laughs> yes it's true. And time that's why you paying. need to distract yourself. Right. Let's get Let's it get through it. hmm But when you're a meditator, you know, it's happy time goes by quicker. So you enjoy those three hours of layover.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And You might meet somebody, you know, you're, you're, you're like, okay, here I am. Here's all these people from all over. Maybe there's some opportunity for interaction in this time. Um, I've met so many interesting people in airports because they're coming from all different places. And and it's, uh, it's rare that you find people on their own who are just waiting. That's a great time to meet people. Mm -hmm because usually people are with their friends. So you're not going to like butt into that or, you know, they're, they're busy. They're going from one place to the next. And it's like, here, you're in a place where you're just, you just are Yeah, very few places like that. I've met so many people. Um, I remember I was, I was working for a ad agency and I was um, got to fly first class on Virgin Atlantic to go from London to SFO. And I was so excited because like, (laughs) could never afford that on my own.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, it was great. I made friends with all the flight attendants. There's a bar on the plane. So I made friends with the bartender and some of the few, of the people, but most of the people there is like, they just had their newspaper. They're just like, had their phones. They're just like, make this go as fast as possible. Yeah. And it was like, it was such an amazing experience. It was, a, it, you know, when you don't treat something as like something you just need to move through, um, then it's, then it's, you can have amazing experiences almost anywhere. Yeah. and
1: Even on your own in the forest. Exactly. Exactly. So we want to turn that loneliness um, <laughs> into solitude if you're alone. And if not, just deep shared experiences. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and this idea of, of moving out of aloneness into blessed solitude is going to help our whole planet and society. Because then we'll see everything as one, and we'll act for that one. You know, Mm -hmm. we'll act for. We'll still be selfish, but that self will be everybody.
1: Exactly, exactly. So it's the bigger value. It's the bigger Mm -hmm. value, and so from oneness you experience unity, and that's the whole point of anything and everything.
0: There you go. (laughs) That's a good note to end on. (laughs) The whole point of everything and uh, anything and everything. So thanks everyone for listening. You can find the rest of our podcast. I think, I don't know where we are up to almost 30.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A lot
0: of episodes um, on Apple or Spotify. Thank you for listening and
1: talk soon. And um, if you ever feel lonely, (laughs) I don't know if you're going to get this, but maybe if you (laughs) ever feel lonely, just go to the record store and visit your friends. (laughs) that's from almost famous um (laughs) anyway now if you feel lonely come to group med you know have support from your community we're here for you and um we'll get you we'll help you get through um this until you know the rite of passage
0: right and and keep your eyes peeled for the Vedic meditation dating service
1: (laughs) exactly (laughs) jay guru dave bye